Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to Theory Lab, the American Cancer Society's research podcast. I'm Joe Cotter, here with my friend, Dr. Susanna Greer. Hey there, Joe. You ready to talk some science? Always. You ready to talk about scientists talking science and about why we got to talk about science? This was your conversation with Dr. Sarah McAnulty, who founded this cool company, Skype a Scientist. And so let's talk about that, why it's cool. But I mean, also, this is a pretty important time for scientists to be talking about their work, right? Oh, absolutely. So, so first of all, what a ripe opportunity to have a virtual mechanism to contact scientists and to dive in and ask your questions about science. And you're exactly right, Joe. I mean, I think one of the really interesting things about the pandemic to me is that we are seeing in a way how the sausage is made for scientists and in scientific theory because we are understanding that scientists make our decisions, form our hypotheses based on the best evidence that we have and the tools that we have at that moment. And as that evidence changes or as that data changes and as our tools get better, our hypotheses may change and we may change direction or even reverse direction. And we're really seeing that in action during the pandemic. So one of the things that I've enjoyed is seeing the engagement of society with science and scientists. And I think that at the ACS, we encourage our funded researchers to share their science um, loud and proud with as many people as they can. And we give them lots of opportunities to do that, both here on this podcast and on cancer.org and in their communities as they collaborate with their local American Cancer Society offices. So Skype a Scientist, what a great resource for all of us when we have questions and want to learn more about science. And this can certainly be a resource as you have questions about cancer. So let's listen to Sarah and understand more about Skype a Scientist and how do we how do we do it? How do we Skype a scientist into our lives? Hey Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? You know, better than I deserve. Um, these are interesting times. We are still sheltering in place. I am super excited though to have the opportunity to talk to you today. I love what you do and what you're all about with Skype a scientist, but before we jump into that, I think our audience would really enjoy hearing what do you do for a living? We talk to scientists all the time on the podcast, um, and they usually do cancer research, but you're, you're a scientist of a different breed, so please tell us what you do. Yeah, so the science that I work on um, is all about understanding how animals and bacteria communicate with each other, and I do that in uh, a squid uh, as a model organism. And so um, there are these little uh, squid called Hawaiian bobtail squid. They live in uh, Hawaii. They live in water that's only like ankle to hip depth uh, for the sake of collecting, which makes them really, really great little animals uh, to study for the sake of collection and for keeping them in the lab happy. Um, what's really, really cool about these animals is that they have a bioluminescent or glowing bacteria that they keep in this specialized organ called a light organ. And they use the light from the bacteria to blend in with moonlight coming down from above. So if a predator is swimming below, the predator is looking up for little silhouettes to attack to get dinner. 
And so uh, with the squid, they don't see a silhouette. They see nothing because the light helps them blend in. And so uh, that's the symbiosis that we work with. But the questions that I'm really answering are all about how the immune system of a squid can tell the difference between bacteria that are helping it and all the other bacteria that they're going to encounter. Well, that kind of leads me into what was going to be my next question, which is, who cares? Why should we care about why animals and how animals and bacteria communicate? So maybe, I'm an immunologist, so you've hit upon my jams. So talk to us a little bit more about that bit. Why do we care and, and how immunologically is this impactful for the squid, this kind of conversation that you alluded to? Yeah, so it's, it's so, so important for us to understand generally how animals and bacteria communicate because we know, like, just selfishly as humans, we have a lot of bacteria living in beneficial relationships with us on our skin, in our gut, um, and in other places as well. And so um, if you try to understand these interactions in, say, like a mouse or a rabbit, it can get pretty challenging to figure out who's saying what because there may be like a hundred or more species living in those animals with bacteria. And so um, it's kind of like trying to understand everybody talking at the same time in a crowded room. And with the squid, you have just one species of bacteria in this organ and, of course, one squid. And so it's kind of like taking that party and simplifying it down to just two people talking in a quiet room. And so that makes it a lot easier for scientists like me to understand how, uh, who's saying what and what that communication all means. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, we could talk about squid all day. Okay. Just by the tone and inflection in your voice, I can tell this is something you really love. So thank you for the work that you do. But today we're going to talk about another love of yours, which also interestingly happens to do with communication. And I think it's really interesting that your work, one of the things you just said is that you are simplifying a conversation where you have, instead of a whole bunch of animals or a whole bunch of people in a room um, and you can't understand what they're saying, you are able to get a really clear message across in your in your work. And that leads me to your other love, which is Skype a scientist, which is all about science communication. So can you just tell us a little bit, what is Skype a scientist all about? Yeah, Skype a scientist is really all about connecting people, as many people as possible, with science and making them feel welcome in science. Because um, I think over the last, you know, 10 years or maybe even like 50 years, if we think about uh, the U.S. education system, we kind of have built up this intimidation factor around science. And everybody, I don't care, you know, how smart you think you are, I don't care what you do, science is important for everyone's life. You need to be able to take in sort of the situation that you're living in, and let's say that's data, right? And then um, understand that and process that to make decisions about your life, whether that's about, you know, what kind of food to put on the table, like what, whether you want to vaccinate your kids, all sorts of things. And so um, we want to take that intimidation factor around science and break it down and show people that science is for everyone. And the way that we accomplish that is with personal connections between scientists and the public. And so the bread and butter of our program is really all about matching up scientists with groups of people. And so it's mostly classrooms. Right now, um, with the pandemic, it's changed a little bit, um, just to kind of accommodate the weird situation that we're all living in right now. 
but we all are based around conversation. So it's not a scientist going into a classroom and lecturing them. It's really a conversation between uh, the scientists and the students um, or whatever group it is. It may be a library club or what have you. And yeah, so we want to just build bridges between scientists and everyone else. All right. So you said it's all about having a personal communication with an audience and a scientist. So is there a particular type of scientist that you're after? I mean, maybe what kinds of scientists participate in Skype a scientist? We have about 5,000 scientists in our database right now. And so it's hard to paint that group with broad brushstrokes because there are so many different ty types of scientists. We have, you know, across the gender and race spectrum, we've got everybody. And then also including um, across just disciplines. We've got chemists, astronomers, uh, squid biologists, everything. Um, and so if there's a type of science that you're interested in, we probably have a scientist that's available to talk uh, with your group. So um, yeah, pretty much everybody. Well, that's really good because you're right. Scientists and science come in all different shapes and sizes. And I think it's pretty incredible for listeners to have the opportunity to meet lots of different individual scientists and be exposed to lots of different disciplines. So the flip side of that is who listens? I mean, you mentioned that classrooms and library groups um, at the American Cancer Society, you know, our listeners are going to be primarily, I would say, adults who have been impacted by cancer. So maybe talk to me a little bit about what kind of listeners do you typically have and are adults a part of this spectrum? Yeah, adults are definitely part of the spectrum. So what we ask is that there are five people together to um, request a session. Now, during pandemic times, we're pretty much letting anybody of any group size in. But um, typically, if you have a group of five people that wants to talk to a scientist, it doesn't matter if you're a group of friends, doesn't matter if you're a family, a book club at a library, truly whatever. If you want to get together and ask an expert questions, we can make that happen. And so if you, your life has been affected by cancer, I mean, my life has been affected by cancer. My mom died when I was 21 from pancreatic cancer. And so at that time, I really wanted to know everything that I could possibly learn um, about pancreatic cancer. And so that's actually originally, not to get off topic, but that's how I actually got interested in immunology in the first place. I took an immunology course um, because I wanted to understand what was going wrong in my mom's body to have uh, cancer happening to her. And so if you want to get in contact with an expert um, in cancer, you can do that. Or if you have a kid at home that just wants to learn about sharks, we can do that too. Oh, what a great story. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss. It's yeah, just terrible. It's okay. oh, cancer yeah, touches I all of us it. though. That's the, the unfortunate reality. But I love what you said that if you are motivated by being exposed to a disease and you want to either learn more about that disease or more about, as you said, you got interested in immunology. So it might be that you have some more fundamental questions that you have this really vast database available and that all you have to do is get a few people together. And I think now it can be virtually together to say, yeah, Absolutely. we're all interested in this. So how, how does it work? If, if I wanted to learn more about a, a specific issue, what, what would I do? It's pretty straightforward. So what you do, you go to skypeascientist.com and then uh, you locate our scientist search tool if you want somebody super specific. If you don't really care, um, 
you can skip this next step. You go to our scientist search tool, and that has a database of all the scientists that are still available because each scientist tells us how many sessions they want to do throughout the semester. And if they've already been kind of like booked up for the semester, we don't want to give you false hope for those people. Um, so you can type in cancer, you can type in pancreatic cancer, whatever um, you're interested in. And then um, you go to our sign up form, which is linked a whole bunch of places all over our website, including the homepage. You click sign up to chat with a scientist. And then you fill out a Google form. The form includes information about um, what you're interested in hearing about, and then boring stuff like time zone and time availability and stuff like that. And then there's a slot where you can type in the scientist's name who you specifically want to talk to. And if you want to talk to just somebody in general, maybe just a general biologist, a general animal scientist, you can just click little check boxes for those types of scientists. And we have about 30 scientist types to choose from. And so once you fill out the form, you just hit submit, and then you wait somewhere between a day and a week and a half. And so after that, you'll get a match in your email. Um, that will include the contact information for your scientist. And from there, you and the scientist will email each other and pick a day and a time to meet. They may give you um, some stuff to look over ahead of time just to give a sense of what they actually know about. We've found that a lot of people think that scientists know literally everything. So they know that I'm a marine biologist, and they know that I'm a squid biologist, but they might start asking me super complex questions about manta rays, and I just won't know. I think manta rays are so cool, but I don't know the nitty-gritty about them. And so it's good to get a sense of what your matched scientist uh, really is an expert in. And so uh, you may review that stuff and then, um, yeah, just have the conversation. Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. I think the listeners to our podcast are already excited about science and scientists and to have this opportunity to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation about something you really want to learn more about. It's just fantastic. So thank you. This is a really great service that you provide. Thanks. So I want to know the flip side. If you are a listener to our podcast and you're a scientist and you're like, this is my jam. I could do this. This, I'm, I'm at home now, sheltering in place, and I'd really love to share more about XYZ that I know and love. How do we do that as scientists? How do we get involved? It's pretty similar, honestly, to the classroom side. So you go to scientist.com, You click the Google form to sign up as a scientist, and then you fill out the Google form. There are... Um, quite a few questions on there, including um, if you are a member of a given underrepresented group in STEM, um, optionally you can tell us that, and then we'll preferentially match you with a group that's over half of the same um, underrepresented group as you, so that uh, we really try to get the maximum like um, kind of relatability um, for those kids, in particular kids, because we know it's so important for young kids uh, from underrepresented groups to see people that look like them and, and uh, actively participating in STEM. For scientists, it may take a little bit longer to get a match than a week. Um, you could get a match in hours, you could get a match um, in more like a month, because once you're in the system, uh, it just depends on when people want what you are effectively. It's a little bit like a dating app. Um, so well, Honestly, yeah, we've joked that we're making like Tinder for science, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> That's so okay. I invite that, but, uh, that's, uh, you know, comparison. But, yeah, it does kind of feel like that sometimes. But it's in a really good way, in a really great space, especially if you're a scientist who maybe 
thinking about going and standing up in front of a classroom is really intimidating. This is a little bit of a de-risking of that. It allows you to share what you love, but in a space where you're comfortable and in a format where you have some control and some comfort. So I think on both sides, um, and I love what you do about trying to help us all see that scientists come in all shapes and sizes and colors. I think that's crucially important, um, both for us to share and for individuals who might might not have seen themselves represented as scientists. So it's great. All right, so I, I have to think you might have a favorite um, or probably a few favorite either episodes of Skype a Scientist or impacts that you might be able to share. I think our audience would really like to hear that. There are a lot of kind of unexpected outcomes from Skype a Scientist. At the, at the beginning, we just kind of thought we'd be, you know, sharing science with a lot of people. Um, but what we quickly realized when we were hearing all this, the feedback from scientists is that talking with people, first of all, who are really excited to hear from you can be really good if you're experiencing burnout or if you kind of have forgotten for a moment how totally cool our jobs as scientists are. Um, and so having like a classroom full of kids like really jazzed about what you're doing is really like kind of uh, life affirming. And then also, um, I, which is totally unexpected, we found that um, when you're talking about your work, with a group of people who haven't been trained by the same people as you, who are kind of naive to your area of expertise, they can kind of have these little eureka moments where um, they approach your questions from a totally different, like, perspective. And so even a bunch of third graders can come up to a scientist. We had this happen, like, about a month ago. Um, a scientist sent me an email that was saying, I was having this session with third graders, and they asked me this question that totally turned my research on its head. And like, I just couldn't believe the insight that came from this group of third graders. And so um, that ended up helping him kind of frame his work going forward, which you wouldn't think would happen, but um, totally does. And so that's the benefit from the scientist side. From uh, the classroom slash family at home side, um, I, we've had a lot of uh, teachers contact me and say, you know, we had this student who just kind of was like, uh, whatever about science, didn't really love it, just kind of was going through the motions. But being able to see a real lab, being able to talk to someone who's actively pursuing science really brought life to what a scientist is and what that job looks like and uh, really turned things around. And that's the story, like we've gotten that, some version of that story again and again and again from this program, um, which is really awesome. I love that. I love that you see benefits for both sides, both for the scientist and for the listeners. So that's really wonderful. Um, this is the American Cancer Society podcast. I just wanted to close out by kind of just asking you if there is a place for Skype a scientist in the lives of cancer patients, um, survivors, and caregivers. I mean, it, it's always super challenging to have cancer and the situation that we're in with the pandemic just exacerbates that situation. So do you think that there are resources available through Skype a Scientist that could be helpful to this specific population? I think definitely. I mean, I think when you're either going through cancer as a patient or um, going through someone in your family having cancer, really science comes to life. It becomes immediately important for your life in a way that really is so personal and quite different from um, perhaps ever before in your life. And so 
um, people have questions during that time. I know I for sure did. Um, and so cancer biologists were, are out there trying their best and definitely want to be um, talking with people about what they're going through. And so um, if you have questions, like, just based on facts, you can talk about that. And I think it's also great for cancer biologists to see the lives that their work is affecting directly. And so um, I think that absolutely people um, in that situation can get a big benefit out of Skype a scientist. Well, thank you, Sarah. I think it's really interesting that we've come full circle because you started this conversation with a really interesting introduction to your work, which is around the conversations that animals and bacteria have and the communication that they have with each other. And you've ended by reminding us that it's so important that scientists communicate um, with individuals who have questions about science. And you've got a crowd of folks that are willing and ready to answer those questions. So thank you for this amazing service and um, stay safe out there, okay? Thanks, you too. All right, bye, Sarah. Bye.